this is a completely new design than we've ever designed at Callaway, and we don't actually believe there's anything out there in the market that is that is like this. And we can talk about why later. But there's kind of a triangular waiting story, and I want to dig in and, and go through this. That's really helping to lower spin, but it's also gonna gonna help to reduce that slice and become kind of a, a, a slice stoppers. This is the Fitting Room Podcast. Here's your host, Nate Adelman. Okay, well, we'll get we'll come back to that in a minute. Um, okay. let, let's get going here. Exciting stuff, Dave. We have a winner from our latest fitting room contest. Nice. Uh, we did a contest in the month of July, uh, and we picked a winner. The winner is named Hawk in Training. All right. It's the winner's name. Um, and I just want to share with you, uh, the contest just was right, leave a review and subscribe to the fitting room. He, we said you, we said you could give us any review. It didn't matter if it was a good review, a bad review, one, one star, five stars. Um, we were overwhelmed and humbled with the amount of five star reviews we got. And, uh, uh, through a random selection, we picked Hawk and training. He, he did give us a five star review and here is what it said. It said that had nothing to do with this, right? Nothing to do with it. That, this had nothing to do with him uh, being chosen as the winner, but it was nice that the winner also likes the show. So uh, he says, I have been listening to the fitting room and it had led me to get a fitting. Uh, the information I've received has also led me to ask educated questions and add my own input into making my game better. Knowledge is power. So, um, yeah, so Dave, we're doing our job here, you know, helping. Uh, helping golfers be more informed when they go to their local fitter to get a fitting. So what are we doing for a hawk in training? What's, what's he getting? Are we, are we going to bring him on the fitting room or are we going to give him a driver? So, what are we going to do? Yes, hawk in training wins a Maverick driver of his choosing, but yeah. he needs to get in touch with us so we know where to send the driver. So either hit me up on Twitter, NatalmanCG, uh, or on the Callaway community, same name, NatalmanCG, on the Callaway community. Uh, hit us up. And we'll get in touch with you. And Dave, I think this was your idea. We're gonna have, we're gonna invite Hawking Training to uh, be a guest on a future episode of the Fitting Room. That'd be awesome. We do a little virtual fit and discuss uh, his game. We don't know anything about Hawking Training's game, but I'd love to have him on. That'd be fun. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the main event here, which is using fitting to fix a slice, or to mitigate a slice, or to reduce a slice. And we've done this show now for, you know, five and a half years. We've never done an episode dedicated to what is the most common miss in golf, which is the slice. Uh, I would say I would bucket them, the slice or the push. Either way, you're missing right, uh, and the ball oftentimes is going to have a little bit of side spin as well going to the right. I'm shocked that we haven't done an episode on how to cure a slice. Well, you know, like uh, instruction and fitting are related, but they yeah. are different. So a lot, a lot of times, uh, the first remedy for a slice, if you want to make a big change, is going to be through instruction. Yeah. And, uh, but that being said, I think we need to start with what causes the ball to be sliced or uh, pushed out to the right for a right-handed golfer, because not all... You know, two golfers may have very similar ball flight, but it could be for very opposite reasons. So let's first understand what causes that ball flight. 
Yeah. So what you have is you have this, what we call face the path of relationship. So you, you're swinging the, the club on, a, on an arc on a path. And then you have a, a, the, the face as it relates to the ball at, at impact. People think that, well, the, the face had to be open at impact for me to slice. And that's, it's actually not true. You have people who actually are down and across the ball. This is very common. They're swinging left, actually, and their face may be close to the target line, but it's open to the path that they're swinging, which tilts the ball on an axis, and we like to call that side spin, and, and that's a primary reason why, why you might be slicing. There's other ones uh, as well. So you could get that ball flight with, like you said, an out-to-in path, and we, even, even with a squared or closed club face, you can still see a slice. You can also have a slice if you have a perfect path but an open face. Correct. So the, the ball is uh, not leaving um, on the same uh, e exit path as the club is going. Um, you could also have an in-to-out path uh, but have an open face or even a square face to that path. Um, and then there's other things which affect the face angle um, but lie angle. You could have a club that is too flat of a lie angle and that – uh, makes the dynamic uh, face angle a little open. Yeah, you could come in kind of heelward uh, into the ball and the face is, is open to what you expect. That's why you do see with a lot of people who slice, fitters making the club a little bit more upright to try to, uh, to help mitigate that slice. And then, of course, there is the, the very important a factor of the center of gravity location. So your center of gravity location in an ideal world, when you're doing a fitting, you want to get the contact location for the golf ball right in front of where that center of gravity location is with in the golf club so that the maximum amount of energy is transferred in the right direction. But we've, we've with the adjustability that is possible in drivers um, and being able to adjust, you know, heel and toe, if you move all that weight out to the toe and then you hit the ball off the heel, it's going to create some dynamics where you're going to be getting um, the ball will feel like it's being impacted from the side because the center of gravity is outside of where the ball is. This is probably one of the most misunderstood ones. I think a lot of people understand what I was talking about earlier, the down and across type of, type of action. But your contact relative to the CG location is really, really important. There's something that they call gear effect. And gear effect, it, uh, it's more prominent with the driver. The less loft you have, the, the more it comes into play. So you may have a great uh, face and path relationship, but if you strike the ball in the heel, you're going to have this gear effect that basically imparts side spin uh, on the ball. It basically opens the face of the ball. And conversely, uh, if you hit one out on the toe, that's where you, you, you hear this term of like toe draws. It's that reverse gear effect of it. But a lot of people underestimate how important the strike location is to, to the spin rates and the launch characteristics of your ball. So all of those could be different reasons. And I think it's really important for each golfer to understand if they're seeing a particular ball flight consistent, consistently to try to dig in to understand why are they seeing that ball flight? Is it because of an in-to-out path? Is it because of a face angle issue? Is it because your equipment is, you know, you, you have your center of gravity location on your adjustable clubs uh, different from where your contact, um, you know, cluster is? Or it could, like you said, it could be a lie angle issue as well. 
which is essentially a controlling face angle somewhat. Um, so it's really, really important. I'd say the top two is understanding face angle at impact and path. And if you can do those, you can help diagnose what the problem is. So once you've diagnosed the problem, Dave, let's talk about how to fix it. And specifically for us, I think the most interesting part is going to be fixing it through fitting. Uh, so we will leave, I'd say probably the, I would say what most golfers would consider the, the most impactful way to fix path face angle is probably going to be lessons. Yeah. Fix your, fix your swing. But a lot of people don't want to do that, Nate. You know, a lot of people right. just, they want to play the game and enjoy it. They're not going to take a lot of lessons. You know, they're not going to grind at the range three or four days a week like you do. Uh, <laughs> so they they want to use the tools and the toolkit. And we have, we have several. All right, so let's start with the tools and toolkit. We'll do a you know, quick reminder of a lot of things we've talked about uh, with uh, in, on the fitting room over the last couple of years. So lie angle, let's start there. Yeah, lie angle. So if you make the club more upright, that can, that can change dynamically how the club impacts the, the ball. You can get a little bit more toe down. It can help square up or, or close the, the, the face. And a lot of fitters will use this as a, as a go-to. It can also be a crutch. You know, you, you need to be a little bit careful, as we talked about before, in terms of this, this, the, the length, you know, even without changing the actual length of the, of the club, the sort of playable length is affected by the, the lie angle, both flat and, and upright as well. Yeah, I think for golfers to know, is, is adjusting lie angle the right move for me would be you're seeing – it's most commonly used on irons more so than wood, but on the adjustable hosel, you can put it into the D, the D setting. But if you're seeing very consistent uh, results that are just a little bit too far out to the right, that's when, uh, when you're seeing, when you have consistency, that's when adjusting lie angle works uh, the best is you have a consistent move, you have consistent action. And then uh, adjusting the lie angle is really just affecting one variable, um, Maybe it will minor, minorly adjust the, the perceived length, but really it's, it's not affecting swing weight. It's not affecting um, really anything else. Uh, it just helps square up the club face at impact. And it's worth noting on our clubs, on our Maverick drivers, they actually have different lie angles. I don't think everyone knows this, but the Sub-Zero is one degree flatter than the standard model, and the Maverick Max, just as a starting point, is one degree more upright and then like you said when you put it in the draw setting what that's doing to help create the draw is it's actually making the club even more upright so it's worth noting when you go in to get a fitting if you just switch from say maverick max to the sub-zero there's a lie angle change there even if you didn't know it just in the head actually so if you had a maverick max in the d setting and sub-zero in the neutral setting uh, what would be the difference in degrees from a lie angle standpoint? It's about three to three and a half degrees. So that's a substantial yep. amount of, uh, of difference there. So, um, all right, cool. So then center of gravity would be the next one. Um, we talk about, you know, adjustable perimeter weighting, you know, sliding the weight or maybe the removable weights where you can flip flop, uh, like in the uh, Maverick Max, you can put the weight into the heel. Um, and the goal with center of gravity, I believe, is to align the center of gravity behind the impact location. Well, with the center of gravity, yes, that's correct. If you want to hit it the most solid, that's true. But 
for example, in the Maverick Max, when you put that heavy weight into the heel position, you're actually kind of creating gear effect that we were talking about before. So now you have that heavy weight in the, in the heel, but you hit it in the center, you hit it solid, that's going to help produce that, that draw by having, having that gear effect. You're enhancing the gear effect. And with the Epic Flash Driver, we had the sliding weight, so you could put it kind of wherever you, you, you wanted. So to get the most solid hit, obviously you want to hit the ball right in line with where the, the CG is. But for those people who are trying to create the draw, we can put the CG more heelward. Even in our fairway woods now with the Max, we can actually create this draw fairway wood by putting that heavy weight into the heel. Okay. So we've covered Lionel. We covered center gravity locations. We've talked about swing changes, but Dave, <laughs> the main event for today, I know the reason why you got out of bed this morning, why we are here today talking is because uh, there is a new tool in the fitters tool belt in the tool chest, if you will, in terms of combating slide the slice amongst golfers and i know you're excited to share that with me yeah absolutely i mean we wait a long time there to get to the main event and the main event is the new big bertha v21 line of woods we actually have a full family so we have irons and hybrids as well we'll talk about that on a, on a different episode but this driver is designed specifically for people who slice, for people who are fighting, if they're a right-hander, they're fighting the ball, going to the right. These are people who end up aiming into the trees on the left just to get the ball in the fairway. They're creating a ton of side spin. We did a huge test with these, these golfers, and basically the entrance to get into the test, you had to be like a 17 handicap or above, just which a lot of golfers are, and bringing your game to the test. We said, do not change your swing. Let's just give you the driver. A lot of these people coming in with their gamer driver were spinning it over 3,000 and over 3,500 RPM of spin. And I think you as a fitting room host would know that is a lot of spin for, for a driver. Uh, are you referring to side spin or back spin or both? Total, total spin. You know, there's a component obviously of side spin. And I know the haters will come out and say there is no such thing as side spin. But it's back spin, tilted on the axis, we get it, we get it. We call it side spin. It's easier to understand. But when you look at total spin, so in an ideal range, we would talk a lot, Nate, about, you know, 13 degrees of launch, which is 23, 24, 2500 of spin. That's where a lot of people, that's the launch window that a lot of people want. These folks are coming in with 3,300, 3,600, 4,000 RPM of spin on their driver, right. which is a huge, huge amount of spin. So, and that has a big component of side spin as well. So even when the ball hits the fairway, it's actually going across the fairway and not down the right. So uh, to put the spin numbers in perspective, especially from a side spin standpoint, I believe from my experience uh, during fittings, zero to 300 RPMs of side spin, you won't really see that. Like in real life, that looks like a straight ball. So then when you see between 300 and 600 RPMs of, back, or of side spin, that's when you start seeing the controlled draw or the controlled fade. So, you know, a player hitting a, a five-yard cut into a green or a three-yard draw into a green, that's going to be between that 300 and 600 RPMs of side spin. Once you get above 600, that's when it stops being under control. That's when, you know, golfers are yelling, you know, that ball has got to get down, like get down, you know, because it, it keeps – you know, just leaking one way or the other. So when we're looking at the test, Dave, and you talk about people with, you know, 400 
uh, or 4,000 RPMs of total spin, that side spin number is probably in the 1,200 uh, from a side spin standpoint. So that it is a significant amount of side spin. Yeah, we're talking about banana ball territory here. You know, we're talking about uh, people who got a, a thousand RPM more more uh, side spin than than they need. You know, and maybe twelve hundred plus total spin than they need. They're they're down and and across it. Um, and a lot of golfers don't really understand that equation. That if you can lower that spin, you can really give people a lot more distance. But you also give them more forgiveness because the ball is not traveling you know across the fairway into the trees you don't have to aim down the the far left side just to get the ball into the into the fairway dave let's talk about the big bertha b21 line of woods what is it about the design and the technology of this family that really helps that player that has a really high amount of spin and is big missing big to the right well, this is a completely new design than we've ever designed at Callaway, and we don't actually believe there's anything out there in the market that is, that is like this, and we can talk about why later. But there's kind of a triangular waiting story, and I want to dig in and, and go through this. That's really helping to lower spin, but it's also going to help to reduce that slice and become kind of a, a, a slice stopper. So one piece of it is draw biased weighting. So there's a lot of weight in the heel. And we talked about this earlier in the episode. So that's going to help create that, that gear effect. And I think most people understand draw biased weighting. Then we also have to go along with that, something that's called reduced face progression. And I think a lot of people probably don't know what that is, but they, they probably understand the concept of offset, especially in, in irons, where the shaft axis is actually ahead of the ball. So offset in, in irons helps you square up to the ball. So most drivers actually have onset. So the face is actually ahead of the, the shaft axis. So when we reduce that onset, moving towards offset, but it doesn't actually have offset, that is going to help the golfer square it up. It helps them kind of get the hands ahead. So reduced face progression is, is part of that. The other thing that we're going we're gonna to do is have a forward center of gravity, a low forward center of gravity. So that helps, and Maverick had this as well, that helps with spin consistency. So no matter where you hit it on the face, you're not having huge deviations of spin. As we, we talked about, you know, a lot of players coming in with their gamers, they have these huge deviations of spin depending on where they have it in the face. So you have a forward CG, also a low CG, which is going to help with that, that low spin. And we've had low CG drivers in the past. They're basically called sub-zero, but they've been for better players. They haven't really had that high MOI. So the final piece of it is we have a lot of weighting in the back. There is a weight screw, but there's a lot of internal weighting in there as well to help give you that high MOI. So you have this kind of new recipe that we're calling it, a, a secret sauce to be a slice killer or a slice stopper where we have triangular different weighting that we've never had before that goes along with an all-new flash face ss21 and jailbreak as well to give you high ball speed so it's going to really reduce your slice but it still has high moi it's a formula we've never had before so tying this back to at the top of the show talking about the causes of slices so in terms of addressing face um, and face angle um, check the box there right we've yep. got that um, um, with with the way that the, the the reduced face progression absolutely yeah correct. say that three and then times quickly get back to me 
Then number two, when it comes to center of gravity, um, being really thoughtful about that. So uh, gravity low and forward for spin robustness, speed robustness, and high launch. Um, weight on the heel to help with uh, yeah. dynamic face closure. And then we also have weight deep to help with stability and forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We, have, we have all those. So all of those are, are covered as well. In terms of the, the lie, this has the same lie angle as what we have with Maverick Max. So we're addressing it also with, with lie angle as well. It's a little bit more upright than your typical driver. So the only missing piece, Dave, is you have to uh, build in um, an uh, automatic swing path too to make it you know, perfectly two degrees from the inside, two degrees up. What do you think? You got that I, up your sleeve? I wish we could. I wish we could get the AI computer to, uh, to do that automatically get people to, to square it up and have a, a solid in the out uh, path. But we'll, we'll leave that to the swing. But really what we're calling it, the tagline I think makes a lot of sense. And we're saying distance any way that you swing it. So this is for the golfer. They don't want to take lessons. And we talked about it earlier. There's a lot of golfers out there. We know that about 80 to 85% of all golfers slice or fight a ball going to the right. And a lot of them are not going to go out and take lessons. They just don't have the time. They don't want to do it. They don't want to spend the money. So we're going to put a driver in their hands that's going to help them however they, they swing out. And I, w I just want to add, uh, in terms of swing path, I was saying that half kidding. However, um, the length of this driver, which I believe is 45 and 0.75, can you confirm right. that? Yep. Uh, that length is what we have seen from our own internal testing is the length that actually helps golfers deliver that club from the inside better. You know, one of the things we talked about is, uh, you know, like short, some people say, you know, I want to shorten the driver because it'll help yeah. me control it. We've actually seen that people with shorter drivers tend to be a little steeper on the golf ball. They're not, they don't come quite as far from the inside. Mm -hmm. So the length is actually a, a length that will help maximize the chances of, of having a more shallow delivery as well. Yeah, and when you, when you think about that, um, a, a pitching wedge or a sand wedge is obviously going to be much more upright. It's a lot shorter, but you swing up and down on that. With the driver, you want to swing up with it. You want to swing from the, the inside. So this can definitely help with that as well. It's another piece of it. We, now, we're not guaranteeing that your path will be two degrees from the inside, but this will uh, promote that and help. Okay, so um, we're talking uh, a driver here. What about the fairway woods? Yeah, the fairway woods I'm super excited about. Uh, really different and unique fairway woods than we've had uh, as well. So we have the all-new Flash Face SS21. So that's the AI design face, and that is unique for every model in the lineup. So we're looking at whether people hit those off the tee, off of the deck, out of the rough, unique for, for every model. And then we're doing some other things in terms of shaping. These have a very shallow face, so not very tall from, from bottom to top, which really helps to get you, you under the ball. It has a very low leading edge. And we saw with a lot of the golfers who are higher handicappers, they struggle to get the ball in the air. They hit the ball all over the face, and they, they can't get fairway woods in the air. So we wanted to have a really shallow face with a really low leading edge but it's still oversized. It's still big. It has a lot of forgiveness. It's easy to hit and it actually has offset. And I think that's the first fairway wood doc was saying in 15 years that we've had that has offset. That's going to help you square up the face if you're, if you're slicing it um, as well. So 
all of these different elements. We have a three wood, we have a five wood, a seven wood, and a nine wood. And then we get into that length discussion. And here what we, we found was the length, because you're not teeing it up, because you're hitting it off of the deck, longer fairway woods um, really encourage players to have inconsistent contact. So the three wood is a quarter inch shorter than a typical three wood. The five wood is a half inch shorter. The seven wood is three quarters of an inch. And the nine wood is a full inch shorter than a typical nine wood. A lot of these golfers are using these clubs as, as scoring clubs. So by making them shorter, they're able to get a more solid contact. And in this test study, they were actually hitting the ball further than Maverick, which shocked me. But th that was primarily because they were hitting the ball so solid. Right, and a little more spin, um, or I guess that helps the ball go a little bit straighter with when it comes to hitting and keep, keeping the ball to stay on greens. Yeah, because a lot of these golfers, higher handicappers, they use a lot of fairway woods, and they actually use them into greens on par fours a lot. We see that a lot. We see them using them on par threes as well. So they're really scoring clubs. They need to launch high. They need to have enough spin to actually hold the green. So it's a little interesting. It's a little bit different than the recipe that we're using on the driver where people are spinning it so much, they're teeing the ball up, obviously. So we're trying to cut that spin out. On the fairway woods, you need enough launch angle and enough spin to be able to, to hold the greens. Okay, so I'm hoping for the listeners of this episode, they're probably able to say, you know what, this club is for me, or it's pretty clear this club is not for me. You know, so, you know, single digit handicap who's hitting, you know, power draws, probably not the club for you. No, um, if, you're, if you're on tour, you know, if your name is uh, Chase Seifert, you know, and you've been on the Fitting Room podcast, Dylan Fratelli, um, sorry, guys, probably not the Big Bertha, probably not the club for you. So we probably won't see this club a ton out on the PGA Tour. No. Um, but, but for the golfer who is fighting, fighting that slice, um, and, you know, probably more often than not, it's going to be a higher handicapped golfer. Um, this is really made for you. So it, it really does sit. It's not replacing Maverick. They're replacing the Maverick family. Likely, Dave, a guy like you, uh, probably not going to get the Maverick out of your bag. Um, but there are a lot of golfers that this, the, the Big Bertha B21 is just what the doctor ordered. Well, it's worth noting that this driver is not only for slow swing speed players. There's a lot of players who fight the slice who actually have pretty high head speeds or very high head speeds. And they're actually the ones who create even more spin with the driver because they have high head speeds, but they're down and across the, um, the ball. So even in our, our shaft lineup, we have 50 gram shafts, we have 60 gram shafts in the fairways, we have 70 gram shafts you can get a stiff shaft on there so this is not really just for a, a, a golfer who is who is speed challenged it's really for the player that needs the most help and primarily the, the the golfer that is fighting a slice okay let's talk options so let's we'll start with shaft shaft options well this is something i'm really excited about we have a all-new shaft a proprietary shaft to callaway the rch shaft so we're bringing back that brand name with an all-new shaft. So RCH stands for Richard C. Helmstetter. He was a leader in, in really growing Callaway golf. He was a right-hand man to Mr. Callaway, Ely Callaway. He's the one who designed so many clubs like, like the Big Bertha Club. And he also had several shafts that were named after him. The RCH 99 was a, was a huge one. There was the RCH 65, that kind of thing. 
And these were even played out there on, on tour. So we went out in the marketplace and we were looking for a specific shaft that was going to work with these big Bertha heads. We could not find it. So we have a lot of shaft knowledge within Callaway as well. We've designed shafts in the past for, for many, many years. So we went out uh, with one of the top shaft manufacturers, can't use their name, out there. And we developed our own shaft. It's called the RCH shaft. And what it has is an active tip section, an extra carbon bias layer down by the tip. And this helps with launching the ball. It helps both with the fairway woods and the driver with launching the ball in the air. It's going to be a little bit more active, a little bit more flexible in the tip section. Also a beautiful looking shaft. We have it all across the board from 40 grams all the way up, as I was saying, into the 70 gram range in the fairway woods as well. So we have that one. We have a lot of no upcharge uh, shaft options as well. But I would really encourage players to start with the RCH shaft and, and go with the fitting from there. And, and this is going to be a great shaft for a lot of players. And I'll add that uh, oftentimes one of the most important factors in a shaft is that it's got to look cool. Yes. And, and this, this one shaft... looks super cool. It's uh, ion plated, uh, so really premium look to it. You know, it, it's, it's got a lot of pop with the RCH and the, and the weight called out of it, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to look good and it's going to play, play well uh, as, as well. How about our uh, left-handed friends and our female friends? Yeah, so absolutely. We've got options um, for both. All of these uh, options are coming in left-handed as well. We have left-handed fairway woods uh, available. And then we have an all-new women's lineup which we, we may even need a separate show just for that, but it's called Reva. It comes from Women's Golf Revolution. We've done a ton of research into the women's game and what they're looking for, the configurations. As all of the best technology that Callaway has to, to offer, a little bit of a different look that we actually discovered through a lot of our surveys. It's called a blue number five, and electric blue looks phenomenal. We have the RCH shaft there, but all different CAD, all different tooling, different weighting um, on, on these, different loss on both the driver and the fairway wood to really configure these to help a women's game. I was, I'm surprised you left that teaser, Dave, because we will have a, a lot more on the Reva line of clubs, yeah. um, but we'll, we'll have to keep the listeners uh, on their toes for that one in a couple weeks' time. Absolutely, absolutely. The, the launch date of the women's club is going to be a little bit after the men's club. So we're going to address that in a, in an upcoming episode. So let's talk about uh, the dates for big birth of B21. When can golfers see them for the first time? When can they test them? When can they buy them? Well, if you're listening to this and we've already passed the consumer intro date, so they're out there. You can go out on CallawayGolf.com. We have a ton of content. We have recorded Callaway talks. We have product videos. We have selector tools. We have all the information, the, the write-ups on these. We have the fitting room podcast, in-hands videos, everything. But key date, fitting date, August 27th. So you can actually go out there and get fit and try these clubs. You can, you can pre-order them at the time. So that's the pre-sale date, but also the fitting date as well. And then September 10th, you can buy them uh, in stores. But obviously, you can pre-order them if, if you go out and get fit. And you'll be the first ones to get them on September 10th. Goodness. That is uh, uh, it, it, we got an exciting month ahead of us. Uh, new club season is, is almost upon us. Uh, the fall, there's always some exciting stuff coming out in the fall. So um, we have an exciting couple months ahead. So, Dave, I think that we've, t we've done it. We've touched on what causes a slice. We've touched on how to fix the slice. 
and the newest tool in the fitter's tool belt for addressing the slice with golfers that need it most, the Big Bertha B21 line of woods. Um, any final words, Dave? Well, uh, I, I think we covered all of it, but now we just need to figure out the name of this show. We do need to figure out the name of the show. Maybe we'll, uh, we'll uh, regroup here, you know, a couple-hour brainstorm, but I know we'll come up with something good. A um, couple reminders uh, for listeners of The Fitting Room. You can catch us every Monday night on Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio to our live show that is at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, every Monday night. You can call in and ask questions about clubs in your bag and how we can help you play better golf. And speaking of which, if you don't have time to call on Monday nights and you want to do it on your own time, you can always reach us at the Fitting Room Bat Phone, a.k.a. Callaway Distance Fittings. Uh, 30 minutes of one-on-one time with a Callaway Certified Master Fitter to talk about what's in your bag, to talk about any ideas um, or discussions about uh, any new clubs you want to put in your bag. Um, You can always uh, uh, schedule that at CallawayDistanceFittings.com. And then uh, those are also free. So there's really no excuse to not be uh, dialed in with your clubs. And then finally, this is uh, The Fitting Room is part of the Callaway Podcast Network. No episode of The Fitting Room is possible without our wonderful producers, which include Tyler Sheehan, Jen Turk, and Trevor Miglarino. We will be back next week with more from The Fitting Room Podcast.